If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey everyone, it's Erin, and I will be doing the Thursday Thought for today. Nicole and I are going to be switching back and forth for the next couple of weeks, so keep an ear out for that. Also, season four of the podcast is going to be starting on Monday, and we are super excited to be bringing it back for season four. So make sure that you're subscribed on whatever platform that you're listening to so that you get updates about the podcast when we post a new episode. But today I wanted to talk to you about the problem with multitasking. And I think that a lot of us are feeling really overwhelmed right now. We're working a lot more than we were last year or the year before. And things have gotten crazy with the, you know, shifting expectations for teachers and all that's going on. So I wanted to share something that's worked really well for me. And I also wanted to talk about multitasking a little bit. So early in my teaching career, I worked a ton. I worked like crazy. I worked, you know, from six o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. And I did that every single day and I worked weekends and I just worked so much. And I never felt like I was getting anything done. Like I never felt like it was enough. I felt like I was drowning all of the time in work. And I distinctly remember a couple of times crying to my husband and saying, I just can't work more, but I don't feel like it's enough. And I didn't know what to do. And I bring that up because I think a lot of us are feeling like that right now where we're just drowning and we don't know what to do and we can't work anymore. Working more cannot be the solution to this problem. There are only so many hours in the day and you need to sleep and you need to eat and you need to take care of your people and you need to take care of yourself. So working longer hours just can't be the solution. And for myself, one of the things that I noticed was I really was multitasking a lot. And I have even for a long time prided myself on being a multitasker. I'm the stereotypical person that has 15 browser tabs open. I, for a long time, would respond to emails as soon as they came in to make sure that people knew that I was one, working, and two, that, you know, I was responding to them in a timely manner. And the thing is, is that it just didn't really work for me. 
And really, I didn't notice it was a problem for a really long time. I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't figure out that this was part of my problem for many, many years. And I probably didn't realize um, that it was a problem until I started doing Sadler Science and I was involved in online entrepreneur groups. And I started seeing discussions about efficiency and productivity. And I started to think about this in a whole new way. And in a lot of discussion groups, they were discussing batch working. And I'd never really heard that term before. But essentially what batch working is, is just working on the same task for extended periods of time so that you're working on the same task and you're not task shifting. So the problem with task shifting is that every time that you switch tasks, you lose time in the transition. So as I was switching back and forth between emails and lesson planning, I was losing time in that transition. And also when you task shift, you also lose efficiency within the given task. So if I'm going and doing lesson planning, I'm working at, let's say 90% productivity. And when I answer my email, I lose that time in the transition, but I'm also not totally focused on my email. So I lose efficiency there. And then when I shift back to lesson planning, my mind is really not on lesson planning completely. I'm still thinking about some of the emails that I'm sending. So it's just an incredibly inefficient way to work. So the idea of batch working made sense to me and I figured I would start trying it in my business and it worked really well. So instead of sending out my weekly newsletters, I would sit down every week for an hour or so and type out my newsletter And instead, I started doing my weekly newsletter all at once. So for the month of whatever, I would sit down and I would write four or five weekly emails. And it would take me a couple hours. But over the course of the month, this saved me about half the amount of time. Um, Instead of, you know, spending four hours on it, I would spend two. And as I got better at this, I figured out that I was able to do all of my emails in an hour and a half. So I thought, hey, maybe this could apply to teaching as well. So I started with grading, and I decided that I was only going to grade once a week. And I was only going to grade late work, um, on-time work, everything once a week. And it worked really well. Um, I went from spending hours and hours and hours grading to getting all of my grading done in about two and a half hours a week. And that's pretty remarkable because I have 160 plus students. I take late work for full credit. I, you know, have all of the things that all of us have going on. So it's not like, you know, it's an easy task to get all that grading done, but I only do grading for that block of time. I don't do anything else. I don't send an email to students if they're missing something. I don't send an email to a parent to let them know that their kid didn't turn something in. I don't do anything except for grade. And I keep a pad of paper next to me and I write down any notes about students that things that I need to take care of later. But my primary task is grading and I only do that for that set amount of time. And at first, Like all students, my students were upset that I wasn't grading everything immediately when they turned it in, but then they came to realize that I was actually grading more quickly than a lot of their other teachers because I was only doing it once a week, and they knew that they would have their stuff back within 
they, they would have their stuff back in a week. So um, they kind of got used to the predictable pattern of me grading on Tuesday or Wednesday of every week. So then I started applying this to things like lesson planning, where I will plan for my seventh grade classes for the whole week in one of my prep periods. Um, and then I'll do eighth grade the following day during another prep period. And this has saved me so much time, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Um, I just pop in my headphones and I set a timer for a certain amount of time and I get as much done as I can within that time. And I always surprise myself with how much I'm able to get done by just focusing on one task and not doing that task shifting. So I hope this helps and sparks some ideas for you in some way so that you can regain some of that time back because I know that you're working harder than you probably ever have before and that it's incredibly difficult and the solution can't be just working more hours because you need your off time. So I hope that by looking at your efficiency and thinking about multitasking in a different light that you're able to take something away from this and gain some of your time back. So thanks for listening, and I hope that you listen to season four of the podcast starting on Monday. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3D planner.